What's up, everybody? I'm Danielle. And I'm Rob. Welcome to Streamiverse, a 10-minute podcast rooted entirely in spite. We used to be a podcast about Quibi, but they sent us a cease and desist. So now we talk about everything that streams. Quibi's not the only game in town, honey. We're all stuck at home for the foreseeable future, so let's watch some trash together. Here's what's going on today in the Streamiverse. So where were you? Oh, yeah, you were you were in Minneapolis. How long have you been there? Um, well, so I was in Minneapolis for two weeks. And then I once I finished up Minneapolis, came down to Houston for a little bit. And then, so so the, the episodes that are on Quibi right now, when were those filmed? Uh, the week before they published or in the wow. two the week before. Period before they published. Right? It's probably like a. Like I said, George Floyd's killed on Memorial Day, and then we mm-hmm. launched on June 15th, and so all of those things happened in that period of time. Right. Oh, my gosh. Quick turnaround. Did you know, like, when you... So I'm just going to get into it, <laughs> if you don't mind. No. Okay, cool. So when you made the deal to, like, work for Quibi, doing 60 Minutes on Quibi, did you have a... I mean, I assume you had a separate plan for what you were going to do. Or was it always like, we'll see what the news is that week? Uh, I was always... I gotta be honest, I never quite knew exactly how we were going to balance that out between kind of set pieces versus being responsive to the news. And to be honest, it's been really hard to know exactly where that would be if only because it hasn't been a real show yet until last week, right? right. You can have whatever ideas you want, but until you're actually doing it, who knows what your bosses really want you to do, right? Yeah. And so we, you know, it was kind of interesting. Um, you have to remember George Floyd was like the third in a series of events that were kind of right on the topics that I've covered for a long time. You had Ahmaud mm-hmm. Arbery, uh, Brianna Taylor, and then you also had the Central Park lady in New York. And so there was mm-hmm. like a billion different things that in my old life I would have been like one of the people on. And yeah. then George Floyd happens and I'm like, well, this is kind of weird and crazy. And who knows? Like, should I be getting on an airplane? Should I not? And to the credit of like my 60 Minutes colleagues, they're like, get on the airplane, go, like, go do the thing. What's the point of employing you if we're not going to like have you go do the literal thing that you do? Go do it. Right. Like um, be in it. Um, yeah. And so that like, in a weird way worked out for us. And also, I mean, this like, we are able to do journalism that I think is good, right? And I think that that's kind mm-hmm. of what matters. Like that's the hope, of course, right? For yeah. sure. Um, how did you guys get together? Like the whole news team, you guys worked together before or like, was it something that Quibi assembled or? Um, so it was, it was kind of something that, it was something that 60 assembled kind of with the input of the Quibi folks. Right. And so I know you guys know like Shauna Thomas and like, yeah. like that, right. Um, perhaps fans of the podcast. I think they've been on before. <laughs> but, um, I, I wonder if they're still fans. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, and, and so 60 kind of, you know, my first conversation was a conversation with Bill Owens, who's like the executive producer of 60 Minutes. Right. And they kind of were their big thing the whole time was like, this is not even like 60 minutes junior. Like this is six, 60 minutes. We want everyone to be someone who could do work for the Sunday show on, at any given moment to just do it, right? And so when you look at the team that got together, they kind of individually brought in a set of correspondents, right? So I came in from the outside, Lori Siegel came from the outside, and Ricky Acevedo from Univision, and then Seth Doan, who is already the CBS correspondent in Italy, and he's still based out there, right? And so it was kind of a set of people. And then the production team, it's like, a set up. Some of these folks are like producers from 60 Minutes who've now moved over to this show. Others are folks they brought in, like some really talented like folks who got a billion Emmys and stuff. And so 
it's like a really cool team. And like I said, my understanding is Quibi had some say in some of that stuff, right? But yeah. there is a real like 60 Minutes is running 60 Minutes a show. That's what I was going to ask is like, how much interaction have you had? Because that's what it felt like watching. I was like, oh, this just feels like a piece from 60 Minutes. It's like mm-hmm. not necessarily Quibi eyes for sure. for better. <laughs> I was going to say like for better for <laughs> But it, it really does because that's how like the segments on 60 Minutes often go anyway. It's like these short, great produced pieces. But um. But yeah, so did it feel like you were more working with 60 Minutes as opposed to with Quibi? Yeah, I mean, we're, as far as I'm concerned, like I work within for 60 Minutes and their team and their folks. That's that's who I'm running my story ideas through. That's how we're screening when we like get it together. Like the feedback's coming from the editors and producers of 60 Minutes, right? Right. Um, there certainly is a, a feedback mechanism for the Quibi folks that they have to actually physically put it on the app. So like there's, yeah. a, a t- I mean, they get to kind of weigh in, they know what we're working on, right? Yeah. Um, in my experience so far, I mean, I might come back in like a month and be like, never mind everything I said, like, yeah. but, but thus far, like, the Quibi people are like, hey, like this shot might not work in vertical really. Do you think you could, right. you know, like all very technical and you, I've found relatively useful, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. and so, and not particularly like hovering or obnoxious in terms of the actual content. Now, again, mm-hmm. like, I reserve the right to revise that take if, <laughs> if they start being obnoxious, but that's not right. been a case at all. Like I said, I've known Shauna for a long time. Uh, Ryan, because like there are seven black people in journalism, we're two of them. So like, people, <laughs> we all Ryan, know each other. You know, who's like one of their other execs used to be at CBS, so he knows. You know, like so there's like yeah. some synergy there. I think. Yeah. Mm. Well, I watched. So I, how like familiar are you with Quibi in the discourse? I, I'm very online. I'm very yeah. of Quibi as a piece of content and right. how we have all collectively consumed Quibi. We've chatted about this before. But it's kind of hard not to because it feels like journalists especially are very plugged into Quibi and very much like love to dunk on Quibi. Of course. Um, but that wasn't where I was going. Where I was actually going is so... We've talked on the podcast a lot about how Quibi didn't, one of their big mistakes at first was that they didn't allow you to cast. And they've now incorporated that. So 60 Minutes, your show is actually the first show that I casted onto my TV. I like to hear. Well, and I think it, I'm just like, I hope you're happy because I think, thank God that they did this because it significantly helps the viewing experience. (laughs) Well, especially in part because we're all trapped in our houses, right? Yeah. In this exact moment. Like in this precise moment where none of us are just like in an Uber on the way somewhere, but in fact right. are all like locked in our homes with our families. Yeah. Like we might as well throw it on a big TV. I mean, I think for me, uh, that I'm I've not like talking out of school, I've said this to everyone who listened to me, right? I, which is no one. But like <laughs> I think that I think two of the big things for me as a consumer and like an online and digital person, one of two of the things for me were the ability to cast it if you've got, if I'm going to pay a subscription service, I would like to watch it on my very large television if possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, um, you know, I do think, and I, there, I'm sure there's like legal complications I don't understand, the ability to share some of it outside of app, I think. And, and if yeah. you look at how we launched, like we got them to post the entire first segment on YouTube, right? We, right. we had an entire episode of our show exists outside of the app, which I think might be the only show for which that is true currently. Well, and, yeah. 
And I Again. think that's okay. like when when Quibi launched, we were all coming out of like we were like the very beginning of quarantine discourse and coming out of Tiger King discourse. And yeah. like people who didn't even have Netflix knew the Tiger King jokes. Why? Because the memes were everywhere. Right. Yeah. And I think yeah. that that's like a really important part of how culture is made. And so I think that that's something that just you've got to consider, you've got to think about is like you got to let you have to inundate people with your memes, basically. And you can't do that if no one can take a screenshot. Yeah, totally. And that's why, like, I feel just looking through your Twitter feed and looking through other things, I'm so glad because it's such a relevant topic to be talking about. So thank God it is shareable and there are clips online and all of that. <laughs> I do want to come back to, I brushed on it. I, I'm so glad that casting is available. It made it much more um, pleasurable to watch because I was able to watch with my husband and blah, blah, blah. So shout out Tom Conrad. But how long how long is it for like is there a like because with the other creators we've talked with it's it's been more narrative stuff so it's like they have a two-year ip deal with quibi and it's just a season long so it's like you know they put up 10 episodes and then they're kind of done like what's it like with 60 minutes so so originally i believe we agreed to like a 32 episode season right so basically we would provide new content all the way through what would have been kind of the year mm-hmm. now we got delayed we didn't launch in april like everyone else did we launched in june and so i i have no idea if that will change or you know the contract stuff the contract stuff right, right? But, uh, but it's still kind of locked in as a season right we'll do a set number of episodes or segments yeah in a season and then next year there would be a set you know it's that's kind of a okay yeah. I, we were kind of curious about that yeah because we've we've chatted with people where it's sort of more i guess um traditional stuff but since this is so ongoing yeah that's interesting so you're gonna yeah. have to be traveling a lot to make to four of us like and so it won't be like the west lowry show the way it was the first time um you know they'll i'll probably disappear for a month while i go report on some stuff or do some yeah. stuff and come back in and like i said my, my colleagues have some really cool segments they're working on um, so is it yeah. do you get to come in and be like here's what i'm pitching here's what i want to do or are they more assigning you stuff Oh, so 60 minutes as a like as a culture is not an assignment based culture it is a like correspondent and producer driven what do you want to do what are you interested in you've got to pitch it it's got to meet like the bar of like yes this is worth spending our money on to go do yeah and yes there is a real story here <laughs> but beyond that right it, but a lot of that curation is done in who the correspondents are who the producers are right do you know a good story do you know how to chase it can you conceptualize it and then from there, a lot of it's just kind of logistics. Can we get to this place? Is it exclusive enough or different enough? Like a big part of 60 Minutes, obviously, like a depth of storytelling, but also like taking people places you couldn't otherwise go. Right? Mm-hmm. Let's go to yeah. the North Pole. Let's go to like this prison on this island. In the, you know, like, yeah. it's like 60 Minutes has the money to do that. Not everyone does. So let's do it and take people. And so, like I said, my impression has kind of been to just kind of pitch and pitch often and figure out what we can do. And obviously... COVID, like everything in the world, um, we've been affected by that, right? Yeah. We can't just go on an airplane anywhere and do anything in the same way. Right. But there's still like a ton of ambition. Like our senior producer, Jonathan Blakely, is really awesome. And he's like, let's get out there. Let's go do stuff. How do we figure it out? And so it takes like a little more time to like fill out the like plan for HR for CBS. Like, this is how I'm going to fly to this place. <laughs> Here are all the masks I'm going to wear, right? But like yeah. at the end of the day, you can't be mad at people like not wanting you to die. Like, that's no, fine. of course. Yeah. No, and it's like, it brings up an interesting point or an interesting part about Quibi that um, we were sort of getting onto before the announcements <laughs> interrupted. But 
Oh, shoot. We ran out of time. But don't worry. We'll be back every weekday for the rest of your lives. To see how this conversation ends, tune in next time on Streamyverse. And don't forget to rate, subscribe, and share with your favorite stream millionaires. See you in the streamy.